0: Of course, oh, sorry. Hi. Um, hello, and welcome to the Jib. This bi weekly podcast, and now that I'm thinking about it, we should probably call it Fortnightly because bi weekly <laughs> is about twice a week or once every two weeks. Anyway, this bi weekly podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied U.S. law enforcement and intelligence agency or its organizations, committees, and how they are stupid and funny. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Hi, my name is Barry, and I've never seen Titanic or the Lion King.
1: Ah. Hi everybody. I am Seamus, and uh, I've only seen a few bits of the Titanic, uh, much like those folks in a submarine.
0: Recently, let's so. see what you did there. Yeah.
1: What? Hmm.
0: You made a joke.
1: Yeah,
0: it, this is not a. This is not a joke. This is a serious podcast, Seamus, for serious people. We're not here to make light of issues. Okay.
1: I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sinking okay, too low. Okay, I guess. that's okay. So. We're
0: going to talk about a. Uh, a serious issue today we're going to talk about Cuba. absolutely and we're going to talk about operation mongoose and there'll be nothing funny Ooh. happening anywhere here no not at all. it was people died all right and there's a whole bunch of people in miami right now who will watch this and go ah don't know about that <laughs> all right <laughs> you're
1: talking right. about florida i mean we're talking about well really. florida's miami. got enough shit going on that they're not going to worry uh-huh. about
0: what we say on this podcast so. I'll say I'll say this for the Cuban Revolution: it dramatically improved Florida cuisine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not funny. Okay, we're doing serious business. Okay, like I remember, I remember seeing this uh, show called uh, "One Day at a Time" on Netflix, and it's this uh, comedy like, it's based on the Norman Lear thing, and it's a so completely
1: different reboot, not the, yes, not but the same not at all. Bad.
0: And Rita my, Mar- my Mar- son did, used to watch
1: it. Yeah,
0: and, uh, right. but like it was all this kind of lighthearted comedy until mm-hmm. something was said about Cuba. And then suddenly everything gets totally serious and goes, right. You cannot joke about this. Yeah, you can't. Fuck it. Right. Um, we're here to talk about Operation Mongoose. Yeah. Will I kick into our script? Oh, I yeah, have to. Here we go.
1: Yeah.
0: Since the 18th century, this is how far I'm laying the Shit. groundwork, right?
1: We're going all the way back there.
0: Definitely. Oh, the, further back than that. Since the 18th century, Cuba has been part of the Spanish colonial empire. In the late 1800s, Cuban revolutionaries fought against Spain in a series of wars, up to the Cuban War of Independence in 1895, which should have been the end of it, right? In 1898, it wasn't the end of it. Where President William McKinley signed a joint congressional resolution demanding the withdrawal of Spain and authorizing the use of force to defend Cuban independence. In response, Spain severed diplomatic relations with the U.S. on the same that'll day. Him. Which that'll teach him. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to believe that like 1890 yeah. is not that long ago, it's like 120 years ago, and Spain and right America there. were at war with Spain. It's kind <laughs> right. of so weird, right? Yeah, yeah. R- remember uh, the
1: main? Wasn't it uh, the Spanish main? Yeah, remember the main? No, mm-hmm. oh, it was the uh, the ship, our ship, that blew up. And they blamed. Oh, it. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's um. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about next. But I didn't mention yep. the ship. You knew about that already, then? Yes, I did. Sorry. Oh, cool. I did not. Yep. I
1: mean, yeah, well, yeah. Why don't you
0: write the scripts then?
1: <laughs> Never mind.
0: Well, we, we, I'll, I'll be
1: quiet. We can talk more about it. As
0: we okay. Go. So. Uh, on the same day as the Spain severed diplomatic relations, on the same day, the U.S. Navy began a blockade of Cuba. Now, the reason I'm mentioning these things is to situate in context for you, in case all you ever heard about Cuba is Fidel Castro took over and made things difficult. right? There's a history here within right. living right. memory of people in Cuba at the time between the U.S. and Cuba that makes sense of a lot of the things that they did. Um, on the same day, the U.S. Navy blockaded Cuba in 1898. Both sides declared war, which ended, meaning Spain and America. Of course, right. once again, like the like the like the peace summit of Palestine, which to which only the U.S. and Israel were invited. Only Spain and America were invited to the discussions about what should happen to Cuba. Right. Right. And both sides declared war, which ended in a comprehensive victory for the U.S. And among other things, in a what seems tangential, but it was part of the same negotiations: the sale of the Philippines to the U.S. for twenty million dollars.
1: As I mean. This whole colonial imperialism, just, you know, it it, sucks. you know, we talk about it too much. It's not that big of a deal. It wasn't. Yeah. Come on. You guys need to get yeah. over it,
0: right? How many Filipinos do you think were consulted about that? Exactly. To the nearest Jesus zero. Jesus Christ, yeah. Mm. Mm. They, were, they were regarded by many, including Pershing, as kind of subhuman, not real people, you know. And thankfully, one of the guys who who, who wrote against that was Mark Twain. He wrote a beautiful oh, I didn't piece. know that. He wrote a beautiful piece, he called them savages, but like, that's just what they were called. But he said these savages are just the same as the rest of us. Why, are you, why do you think it's okay to kill literally hundreds of thousands of them? Right. You know, but Mark Twain did great, if you want to look it up. That's nothing to do with operation 1, that. Still It's all just setting it up. Now, part of the Spanish-American War was, <laughs> was an operation called the Battle of Tayacoba, which is what you were talking about just there, well. where US special forces tried to land a small army of Cubans onto a Cuban beach, right? Hmm. It was an embarrassing disaster as the Spanish army not only destroyed the troops but sank the ship too. Don't remember the main, right? Um, now the reason I, I my, when I looked up an article about this, this was an embarrassing disaster. It was referred to as a successful. They the <laughs> sentence used in Wikipedia, I think, was the, the the they successfully landed troops on the beach, but they didn't say anything else. Now this is an example of why the truth can be a lie. Uh, yeah, the truth yeah. is not facts. The fact is, it's factually accurate to say that they accurately, they successfully landed troops on the beach. That's right. a fact. But the truth is that it was an embarrassing disaster, right? Fact and truth I mean, are not the same thing. Yeah. Watergate.
1: Watergate was a success. They were able to get a lot of the stuff that they wanted, but it was uh-huh. a
0: disaster, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, You don't have. To, you can tell. You can tell lies yeah. with just facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another yes. part of the Spanish American War was the sensationalist journalism. Published by William Randolph Hearst, among others. Oh, that guy! Well, we mentioned it before a few times, didn't <laughs> yeah. we?
1: Yeah, another um, returning the- champion. <laughs>
0: yeah, returning champion. <laughs> yeah, this 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 particular uh, uh, this particular script does not mention Henry Kissinger, but we do have Hearst, William uh, yeah. Randolph Hearst, among, oh. or and it doesn't mention um, what's our other returning champion, Hoover. Oh, William there Mandel, is somebody else. Whatever we uh, mention, I'll Hoover. point
1: it out. I'll point it out there. A uh, we, have, we do have another. Orders.
0: We do have another returning champion. Yes, That's we do. We talk uh, but these, these essentially, this yellow, the yellow press journalism was lying about Spanish atrocities against Cuban civilians. Right, and again, this will yeah. be, this, this is all context. I'm not just setting up nothing here. In 1902, the U.S. ceded control of Cuba to President Palma, uh, who was a U.S. citizen, but at least he was born in Cuba. American cash started flowing in very quickly. And by 1905, 60% of rural land was owned by non-Cuban Americans.
1: Right? That's
0: crazy. That's it's absolutely crazy. crazy. The whole thing was privately owned by Americans by 1905, three years after they ceded control, ceded. Right? Yeah. U.S. Marines were stationed on Cuba from 1906 to 1909. But they came back to intervene in 1912, <laughs> yeah. 1917 and 1921. Right. So this whole thing about Cuban America didn't just crop up because of Fidel Castro. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Now, in That's a a lot of intervening,
1: Barry.
0: It is a lot of intervening, yeah. (laughs) In 1933, uh, Fulgencio uh, Batista used his influence over the military and civil administration to basically be the guy who made the decisions, right? He wasn't the president, but he kind of was. Uh, The same year, Cuba was described by a British minister as a U.S. protectorate, which was kind of accurate, even though it wasn't, right? Right. Now, while in Cuba, Batista made himself massively wealthy, as these guys always do. Look at him, what a cock. If I can just say that. It's what
1: <laughs> well, look at him. Well, like I said before, he, he looks like uh, that bison guy from Street Fighter. You did say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does, he yeah, does, He's kind of presenting himself to what, Hello. Yeah. You know, he's a real, oh, do you yeah. not like that man. Anyway. No. He made himself massively wealthy off the back of Cubans. He was elected president in uh, a perfectly fair election, I have to say. He was elected president from 1940 to 1944. And after the end of his term, he moved to Florida. Now he came back in 1952, and instead of the quiet background coup of the 1930s, where he was kind of working away in the background, he staged sure, a noisy yes. foreground type of coup and just took over. This time, he was a proper old school fascist dictator, controlling yes. universities, the press, the government, rigging elections, and quashing any attempts at worker organization. He also transferred massive amounts of cash from the successful Cuban economy into his bank account. Right? What a guy. During the Batista era, Arthur Miller, the playwright, described Cuba as hopelessly corrupt, a mafia playground, (laughs) right? A bordello for Americans and other foreigners, right? This is a quote from Senator John F. Kennedy in 1960, as he was then. Fulgencio, I'll just go in with the quote, right? I'm not gonna do the accent. Fulgencio Batista, no, murdered 20, no. Fulgencio Batista (laughs) murdered 20,000 Cubans in seven years gap, and he turned democratic Cuba into a complete police state, destroying every individual liberty. Yet, our aid to his regime and the ineptness of our policies enabled Batista to invoke the name of the United States in support of his reign of terror. Administration spokesman publicly praised Batista, he means US administration, spokesmen publicly praised Batista, hailed him as a staunch ally and a good friend at a time when Batista was murdering thousands, destroying the last vestiges of freedom and stealing hundreds of millions of dollars from the Cuban people and we failed to press for free elections. Right. That's the quote from Senator John F. Kennedy in 1968. <laughs>
1: And we will never do that as Americans going forward. I mean, you'll no, never have –
0: That's pretty much what
1: – Yeah, remember, you, yeah. You'll, you'll never have an American president say, Gather yeah, was an actor, talk about, you know, mm. fascist dictators and mm. and. and, and well, it's very and rare to see America Americans criticizing
0: ever. the guy they support. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's Just something start. in his favor. I mean, he didn't notice. I mean, that's something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: sometimes they don't. Sometimes they think it's fine. Like well, we, no, no
1: it, was, it was good on JFK to point this out. Like I in not Guatemala
0: episode. Nobody yeah. gave a shit about Guatemala. Nobody right. was talking about that, right? Like this. Yep. Yeah. Um, Fidel Castro, you may have heard of him before. Uh-huh. Um, we, we have a photo of him if you don't, I think.
1: Yep. Well, we have two. Which one do you Your want phone first? Phone. Do you want the... Give me the the, Give me. you want this one uh, or you want the, the, the...
0: Yeah, give me the yeah. Che one because we're talking about a revolution right now. Yep. And then we can do the the other photo for the other bit. Yeah, I should get it. We've got a bit, by the way. Yeah. And, Fidel Castro led an uprising. There's Fidel on the left, by the way, in the middle Uh is Che, 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 and Guevara. Um, Fidel Castro led an uprising against Batista throughout most of the 1950s. And on the first day of 1959, Cuba was finally free, free of Batista, depending on your point of view, I guess. Castro immediately embarked on a program to nationalise everything, right? (laughs) Centralize the press and consolidate civil society. These were all popular reforms. He also shut down the casinos, the brothels, and the national lottery. These were less popular reforms.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah. not going to be ple- the mafia is not going to like that. You well, know? no
0: Cubans as well. No <laughs> well, no that Cubans. too. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're, they're still people, you know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Castro also refused to hold old school democratic elections for what turned out to be very sensible reasons. The first being old, that the old entire school. Political- old school. Old <laughs> school. Correct. Yeah. That's. The first being that the entire, well, old school in the sense of the Cubans did have democratic elections before. The first being that the entire political class was so corrupt that an election would be essentially meaningless. And the second being that the CIA had an established habit already of swooping in on democratic elections across Latin America and other places and Hmm. rigging the hell out of them. Wait wait a minute.
1: You're saying America. You really mean Russia, right?
0: No, no. Russia wasn't uh, doing that. Russia didn't mess with their election?
1: Not yet. No, they would They oh, okay. would do
0: that in the future, but in 1959 oh, okay. in Cuba, they, they had nothing to do with Cuba. Right. At this stage, they had nothing right. to do with Cuba. They they had something to do with Cuba very shortly afterwards, but right now they have nothing to do with Cuba.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just doing what the, what's referred to as being facetious, I believe. Facetious.
0: Something like that. Facetious, yes. One of the two <laughs> words in the English language that has uh, every vowel once and only once and in the correct order. What's the uh, word? Uh, abstemious.
1: Oh, meaning, wow, meaning okay, to stay away good. from things, and facetious uh, meaning
0: to make a joke about a thing that's not that you shouldn't do.
1: Is this from you playing boarding too much?
0: <laughs> this is from me playing board games. I guess board games, yeah, 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 and, and doing crosswords and things. Um, yeah, and the CIA had a habit of rigging the hell out of the elections, and he knew if he had right, a democratic right. election right after that, it's also a sensitive time. And he, right after a revolution is always a sensitive time. There's a power vacuum, and it's, it's a good time for the CIA to jump in. Um, Castor then cut all ties with the United States seized all U.S. owned assets, which was pretty much all the private land, by the way, if you remember. Right. Seized yeah, yeah. all U.S. owned assets as part of the nationalization program and entered into diplomatic relations with the USSR. Hmm. That's, when the, uh, that's when the Soviets got involved, when Chester when, when, when said, will you please get involved in my country, right? Yeah. Um, in
1: 1961,
0: the Americans snapped into action. After sending a squadron of B-52 bombers to take out the airfields, the CIA arranged and funded another attempt to land a small army of Cubans on the beach. Mm. The Bay of Pigs was a catastrophic failure, like the Taya code um, What's it called? Taya coma Yeah. No, that, I said that wrong. I want to get it right. Yeah. yeah. Taya Coba. That's it. Taya Coba. Like it was a catastrophic failure. Most of the Cuban expats ended up in Cuban jails. And it gave Castro some international legitimacy, which is the one thing the Americans didn't want. They also pushed Cuba even closer to the USSR, which is another thing the Americans didn't want. Right? Now that direct action was off the agenda, the CIA could do what it does best: propaganda, sabotage, psychological warfare, and assassination plots. <laughs> Operation the great, all the greatest hits. All the greatest hits. Yeah, coming back. Right. They're putting the band yeah. back together. Operation Mongoose, led by Air Force Brigadier General Edward Lansdale. Da, 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 da. Was a There's our
1: other returning champion right there, man. There. You will have
0: heard of this man before in our Vietnam episode. He coordinated yeah. the bullshit campaign, the, the CIA in Vietnam, where they frightened all the Catholics down into southern Vietnam. Go watch, listen to that episode after this. It's very good, the Vietnam one. Very happy with it, and it doesn't have enough numbers, All right. <laughs> not to get like, not to get. <laughs> Go listen to it, all right? You know what happens is all of Seamus's episodes uh, do better numbers-wise than mine do. And oh, not that's bitter. not true. That's I'm not true. No, no, that's I'm not, not bitter about it. That's the main thing, all right. Everybody wants to hear about Freddie Hampton, but you talk about Vietnam and people are like, oh no, can't talk about that, Barry. Too that's soon, true. yeah, too soon. That's Screw true. you guys. Anyway, that guy is that guy was Colonel uh, Edward Lansdale. This guy is Air Force Brigadier General Edward Lansdale. So I guess he was rewarded. Yeah. Games of Moving
1: all right? up. Hmm.
0: He had a three pronged plan of attack. The first was to overthrow Castro and install a more America friendly dictator, which is standard operating procedure, right? Yeah. We've yeah. spoken before about how this was achieved in Guatemala with Chesh, if you recall. And we will talk again about how it was achieved in many other countries. Yes, we will. The quick summary is that it's cheaper than you think, it's easier than you think, and it worked in most places. It did Are not work. <laughs> it's a very good if you have no fucking morals and you want a country's stuff and you don't give a shit about the people it's quick it's easy and it works most of the time it did not work in cuba
1: and for 1999 I said.
0: for 1999 yeah Um, the cia spent way too much time cooking up assassination plots to get rid of fidel castro and by way too much time i mean way too much time there were many many ideas floating around langley about how to make this happen in washington i guess Uh, A reasonable estimate puts somewhere north of 700 ideas and actual things that they tried to do. So I guess it might be time for another classic Jib Top 10. Here are the top 10 CIA Fidel Castro assassination plans. This week's number 10, uh, in 1960, the CIA planned to poison Castro's cigars with deadly toxin that causes muscle paralysis. The cigar never actually got to him. In 1961, the CIA planned to rig one of Castro's cigars with explosives. The plan was not enacted. Castro gave up smoking in 1985, so the cigar based comedy came to an end.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know he stopped saw- uh, I
0: didn't, I didn't So it was part of
1: his persona. His
0: yeah. yeah, mystique, yes, his cigar based yeah. comedy, yeah. Um <laughs> hey, but Groucho Marx, right? Yeah. Oh, I think he'd be great yeah. as a comedian. He'd be doing like some of the UN speeches were kind of funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
1: he def- definitely has a good one on Irish, mm. for sure.
0: Yeah. At number nine, uh, in nineteen sixty, the CIA planted a motion activated, exploding seashell. Near where Castro liked to scuba dive, the plan failed when the seashell failed to detonate. All right. Eight, in 1963, a CIA agent slipped poison into Castro's drink during a visit to the United Nations. The plan failed. Seven, in 1960, the CIA planted high explosive charges in a fountain pen. The pen was supposed to explode when clicked, but the plan failed. What a James Bond thing. Uh, six.
1: <laughs> the fountain pen, I guess, uh, the- they they count on the wrong person, right? You know they.
0: That uh, wasn't was a movie with I think it was um, Alan Cumming was the guy who was clicking the pen. It wasn't Tomorrow Never Dies or something. Yeah, was one it, of those. here's Brosnan, yeah, and it was like yeah. it was actually quite a tense scene. I remember watching it thinking, "Oh Jesus, he better click that shit again, or we're all gonna die." You know, it was quite a well uh, directed scene in James Bond.
1: CIA so, yeah, uh, just gave too much of an homage to uh on Ryan, you know, so uh, the fountain
0: pen. Uh, number six in 1963. A CIA agent gave Castro a camera that was rigged to explode when used. The plan failed. Number five, in 1963, a CIA agent put poison in a chocolate milkshake that was given to Castro at the former Havana Hilton. The poison got stuck to the freezer where the agent was supposed to get it. He pulled <laughs> on the poison thing, and the poison went everywhere, all over the kitchen. So that plan failed. In 1963, uh, the CIA booby-trapped a wetsuit that was designed to disintegrate when it came into contact with water. The plan failed. In 1975. Uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee claimed it had... And by the way, a lot of I'm getting a lot of this information from the Church Committee report. Right. The Senate Intelligence Committee... No, I'm just making that this that, shit
1: up and point out of your ass. I'm not
0: just making this shit up, yeah. yeah this yeah. is all resourced, I promise you. Yep. Claimed that it had concrete yep. evidence of a plan to give Castro a wetsuit lined with deadly fungus. The plan would involve an agent <laughs> presenting Castro with a suit during negotiations for the release of the Bay of Pigs prisoners. The plan failed because the agent gave Castro a different diving suit on his own initiative. Whatever shit. happened there, right? No further details. Two... In 1963, a CIA-trained Cuban exile attempted to shoot Castro with a high-powered sniper rifle. Now, that's an assassination attempt I can get behind, right? Yeah. The plan failed, but Castro's personal bodyguard was killed. Oh, shit. So we got close. That got close. Um, And one, number one is, uh, as late as the year 2000, 90 kilograms, right? For the Americans, is enough to fill a hot dog stand or, or whatever, I don't know. 90 kilograms of high explosives were placed under a podium in Panama where Castro was due to speak. His own security team found the bomb, and so, once again, the plan failed. And that is our top ten. Uh, have we ever had a top ten that did not have some bonus rounds? Right. Not right. Right. The bonus round is the CIA convinced an ex-lover of Castro. My God, that man has a large number of ex-lovers. Castro. That man's penis was busy. The CIA convinced an ex-lover of Castro, Marita Lorenz, <laughs> to feed him poison pills, which were hidden in her cold cream. On the night, the pills dissolved in the cold cream and she was unsure whether she should force-feed him the actual cold cream or abandon the operation. Castro somehow worked out what was going on and gave her his gun so she could just shoot him. Which is quite gallant of him, I believe. Yeah. Gallant, right? She said, and this is attested in multiple sources, she said, I can't do it, Fidel. No puedo, I guess. No puedo, Fidel. Lorenz became pregnant during her visit to Cuba and gave birth to a son in the U.S. (laughs) How did that happen? Well, she claimed Castro was the father. But a mm-hmm. DNA test disproved it. So I guess she oh, was busy as well. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, there was also sense. another bonus round. There was also... Oh, non- I, found, I found it very difficult to limit myself because there are literally hundreds of these. Right? That, yeah.
1: We can do a whole there episode really- just on that.
0: I mean... Yes. And I was... I mean, I had to rein this in because I value <laughs> you guys. To our audience, I value your time. And I understand you can't, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, there was I do know, that, I would have <laughs> James doesn't give a damn he will sit there and tell you everything uh, there was also a non-fatal plan to spray an LSD mist near him while he was making a broadcast on national radio the idea was to make him freak out on air, which was supposed to turn the people listening against him, and that plan failed in fact, all 700 plus attempts to kill Castro failed, he died in 2016, pres- presumably of natural causes, but that was just the first part, that's the first prong of Operation Mongoose, right? Yeah. second prong was to foment insurrection, and I don't know if I've ever heard the, ver- the verb foment used in any other context, but they were going to foment insurrection. This would be achieved by offering military training and logistical support to any paramilitary factions who didn't like Castro, which would be mainly exiles, spreading anti-Castro propaganda via covert radio broadcasts or leaflet drops, and so on. The huge, right? Yeah. Third, to destroy the Cuban economy. Now, this would be achieved by wrecking crops and destroying the infrastructure like trashing sugar mills, which they did. And um, these efforts failed when the USSR agreed to buy sugar from Cuba at five times the market rate and supported them in other ways, including sending petrol and fertilizers. There you and go. How the American campaign against them backfired, right? Yeah. Whatever power and wealth Cuba had came from its agriculture industry at this point in time and kind of now as well. Mainly sugar. Sugar was first grown in Cuba by Spain in 1523 and continues to be their biggest agricultural product today. Castro made some real attempts to diversify the economy. He did try, but the U.S. embargo meant he couldn't get anything off the ground and was forced right. to return to a predominantly sugar-based agricultural sector, like my pancreas, which pushed Cuba closer <laughs> again to the USSR, which was ostensibly the one thing the Americans were trying to avoid. A cynical but, but, how, but how, I'm sorry, but, but you know, also the, these embargoes
1: and these sanctions, how many people were dying... And, and literally, you know, at the hands of this shit. I
0: mean, that's that's everything. Uh, it's just yeah, mental, embargoes. Right? Embargoes are uh, they didn't work in Cuba. To, they didn't achieve their right. aim if, unless their aim was killing people and reducing their life expectancy and so on. The same thing about the embargo in Iran and Iraq yep. at the time. It's not a good idea. Thank you. you. Because the people who are causing you all the trouble are insulating themselves from the effects of that yeah i mean it's, it's like what uh we
1: got out of afghanistan and everybody's like oh this is great but yeah we put up more sanctions than we ever yeah. did before and now we're putting people mm. back in poverty and then you wonder why people like the taliban can come mm. in and swoop in you know mm. we're creating fodder for them it's just it's fucking a lot of people in afghanistan like the taliban. what's that
0: a lot of people in afghanistan approve of the taliban they like the
1: exactly taliban, so. yeah because they well anyways i'm not going to get that, that road. We'll but do you know what i'm saying
0: episode,
1: yeah, we? yeah we won't. Not tonight not today so
0: Yeah. So everything the Americans did pushed and and this was kind of predictable, pushed Cuba closer and closer to the Soviet Union. And it's not that they ever wanted to do that. They wanted to be independent. So a cynical observer throughout Latin America, because these are the only ones watching what's going on in Cuba, by the way, a cynical observer throughout Latin America might conclude that it wasn't a close relationship with the USSR. The Americans are trying to avoid at all. But sovereign independence. Right. And I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's what a cynical observer would say. Obviously, there's no way to read the minds of these people.
1: Are you that's a cynical sir? Are you the signal?
0: Are you, is that I, that's you? What I, is that well, that's, that's what I believe. Yeah, I believe that, but I have, I have no proof of it. I just think it's I true. I broke the
1: fourth wall, Barry. It uh,
0: <laughs> broke the fourth wall. Okay. Um, Operation Mongoose was officially terminated in 1963, although as you're aware from the above, it continued unofficially for many oh. years. Now, I have another bit to talk about. Uh, although it could have been an episode to itself, as could the assassination attempts. It could have been an episode to itself we should talk a bit about operation northwoods um, you might have heard about this in conspiracy theory websites and so on but it's not it's not as bad as they say it is but it's pretty bad it was a sort of offshoot of operation mongoose specifically dedicated to false flag ops now if there's anybody watching this who doesn't already know a false flag ops are those who stage an attack pretending to be somebody else therefore under a false flag the idea was for the cia to attack us military and civilian targets while pretending to be cubans among the plans were uh, to attack a U.S. Air Force fighter jet, blowing up a U.S. Navy ship, and terrorist attacks on U.S. cities. Now, these were actual plans written down in Operation Northwoods, saying, "We will attack our oh, own yeah. cities and blame the Cubans." Yeah,
1: whatever the uh, the recent uh, release of the FBI f- or the like,
0: sorry, not the FBI
1: files, the JFK files, right? Yes. Uh, that came out uh, during Trump's four years. Mm. Uh, one of the things that uh, everybody was like, "Oh, it doesn't tell you anything. It Doesn't tell you who did it." But one of the things that came out was shit like this that yeah. they were talking about actually bombing places like in miami and blaming on cuba and or russia to start this and like nobody talked about it i'm like yeah. jesus christ this you came out as well me?
0: during the 9 11 things when they said oh 9 yeah. 11 was an operation in inside no it wasn't okay it wasn't a surprise right. like it was yeah. definitely those muslim guys on the jets but sure the americans do not do themselves in sure no. favors by the fact that yeah sorry yeah but the, but the fact that Operation Northwoods is a real thing, a real plan that existed, yes. does not really help them when they're trying to talk down those rumors. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. you
1: just you wonder where Alex Jones got this stuff. He didn't pull it out. Yeah. of his, He didn't make it. No. No. Oh, he does make up a lot of shit. And he's fucking crazy. Yes. But this shit is real. I mean, it's. That's, I would
0: go go as far as to say that every single thing that Alex Jones said is based on something that actually happened. Fair. Fair. But Fair. everything he said is bullshit. But everything he said yeah. is based on something that actually happened somewhere. I'll say yeah. that for him. It's much It's much
1: like uh, what we were just talking about, you know, the invasion being a success. He would mm-hmm. say it was, you know what I mean? It's this version of the facts. That's
0: all. Yeah. So. Um, but this was an actual thing that they planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sub operations of it. Operation Bingo was a plan to create the appearance of an attack on U.S. facilities in Cuba, thus providing an excuse for the use of U.S. military might to overthrow the current government of Cuba, which tells us two things. They were still planning to blow up american things the american forces and secondly even in the middle of all this there were u.s facilities in cuba Uh, another one is Mm. operation guantanamo bay right operation dirty trick was a plan to provide irrevocable irrevocable proof that should the mercury manned orbit flight fail the fault lies with the communists and so on in cuba that was a plan that was the one with john glenn on it right right and there was of course anytime a shuttle goes up there's a risk it might come down in a bad way and they had planned. there was a plan that if it came down in a bad way, they were at a plan to blame the Cubans for it, right? Yep. Um, another plan in 1963 was to
1: make- well, it so no 20- let, me, let me stop it just for one second because yeah. an example of what you're saying though, what we are talking about with Alex Jones is would be the challenger, right? Oh, it would be yeah. easy for him to say, look, they did that, yeah. but for, for logistical that's reasons, right. they just didn't connect the dots and exactly. don't wait another day.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of- If Alex of Jones that, yeah. told that bullshit about the challenger, yeah. He he! It was based on something that actually happened, right? Exactly Which I don't I don't know exactly right. if he did it or not. I'm just saying that because it's no sounds no. But, like but, but that's exactly it. the kind of yeah. thing he would do. He would make up some stupid bullshit. Yep. But it's based on an actual plan called Operation Dirty Trick that was that's in a CIA warehouse somewhere, right? Um, another plan in 1963 was to make it look like Cuba had attacked Jamaica and Trinidad Tobago, since both were members of the British Commonwealth. The joint chiefs hoped that by secretly attacking them and then blaming Cuba. The United States could incite the people of the United Kingdom into supporting a war against Castro. Because right? <laughs> yeah, then it would be easier,
1: right? We could say, oh, we're just coming in and yeah. step up and help our buddies, well, right? see,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, throughout all this, um, the United Nations was seeing what was going on. There were international observers, and they all kind of thought America was acting like a dick. Not so much during the Guatemala thing, but during Cuba, right. people were watching, and they didn't like it. They thought, they thought it was just inhuman what was happening. Um, well, I'm sure the
1: Guatemala thing didn't help. I mean, that kind of probably yeah. primed them to see, uh, oh, wait a minute, they're doing this shit
0: again, but yeah, eh, we're a little bit more interested over here. For, for Everything time, the Americans so. did to Cuba pushed them closer and closer to Russia. The Cuban Missile Crisis, which I don't talk about here because it goes mm-hmm. into too much detail, the Cuban Missile Crisis was entirely the fault of the Americans. Everything they did, uh, what's-his-name McNamara and Kennedy, yep, and correct. they're all to blame for that. I don't give a shit. That Cuban Missile Crisis was not, was, was not Castro's fault. He was pushed into dealing with the Russians. Oh, yeah. You can't yeah, blame them for that. By the so. Americans. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, again, an opinion and not a fact, right? Um, mm-hmm. Kennedy, to, in his defense, Kennedy killed the entire program. He killed an operation Northwoods as soon as he got a whiff of it. A memo by Edward Lansdale, our old friend, uh, reads, yeah. the president said bluntly that we were not discussing the use of military force. There he is. And Kennedy yeah. said no to that whole thing. Now, uh, here we go. I'm going to end with another quote from this time President John F. Kennedy in October 1963. This is a quote, a real quote, from President Kennedy. I believe, no, I believe that there is no country in the world, including any and all countries under colonial domination, where economic, colonization, humiliation, and exploitation were worse than in Cuba, in part owing to my country's policies during the Batista regime. I approved the proclamation which Fidel Castro made in the Sierra Maestra when he justifiably called for justice and especially yearned to rid the Cuba of corruption. Not that cuba it's just cuba i will go even further to some extent it is as though batista was the incarnation of a number of sins on the part of the united states now we shall have to pay for those sins in the matter of the batista regime i am in agreement with the first cuban revolutionaries that is perfectly Uh-oh. clear that is perfectly clear that's uh, president john f kennedy You said that at what october
1: 63 so october
0: 1963 kennedy was assassinated a few weeks later in dallas Ooh. texas oopsies those are strong words from kennedy in favor of pretty much in favor of castro during a series of operations that were designed to kill him yeah and apparently at least one operation designed to kill kennedy <laughs> right um and that is all i have because i didn't want to go wow. into too much detail that's all i have on operation mongoose uh the, the cuban missile crisis has nothing to do with operation mongoose so i didn't mention it that's
1: operation mongoose it's fucking crazy man what do you think of that it's fucking crazy i mean i had heard of actually the first time i heard of uh Operation Mongoose was the first time I saw the the uh, Oliver Stone film JFK. His uh, great movie. Joe Joe yeah Joe Pesci's character was supposedly tied to, to Operation Mongoose. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean I think it, in reality actually was uh, David Ferry. That's hmm. yeah. Who was uh, supposedly an ex CIA merc. So
0: now yeah. it's in um the new there's yeah. a new show on some channel called uh, White House Plumbers.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And that's got oh, cute as well. It oh is, my god, that that's, it's fantastic. If it you is. if you like our
0: podcast and you like the things we talk about, you will love White House Plumbers with Woody Harrelson and it's just brilliant. <laughs>
1: uh who's the actor that plays G. Gordon Liddy? Uh, he was in Maholland Drive. He was in it. Oh fuck, I gotta look up his name. Uh but he fucking nails it. And the other thing is again, these they all nail are not, it. What's that? The all nail it. Oh yeah. It's but a true it's story. Not, it's
0: a true story
1: exactly that's what i'm saying yes. it, it's not at all you know just them trying to they haven't like, exaggerated they've, jazz had, it up. They've, no. they've
0: made up a few things but they haven't exaggerated much uh, justin Thoreau.
1: that's oh his, justin Thoreau, yeah he's so fucking good he's as a yeah. uh, yes. uh headley's in it uh uh Dom L. gleason is also Don't in place. it he plays john dean
0: we call that do uh,
1: Yeah. yeah mm. uh,
0: so yeah, John, a lot yeah of, uh, they all oh, play real people. There's a little banner that comes up at the start, and it says none of the names have been changed. Yeah, <laughs> because well, they Judy, haven't. Judy Greer plays uh Gordon Liddy's yeah. uh, wife. And by, by the way, some of these people, of people are still alive. John Dean yeah. is still around, as far as I know. Gordon Liddy has used to have a show on Fox. Is, is he still alive too? He? Yeah, yeah he's sold gold. I think he is. Yeah. No, I
1: mean Gordon Liddy's still alive, isn't he? He had a show. He's, yeah. He sold very gold recently had a show on Fox.
0: So these are real people doing real things, and it's brilliant. And so in the first episode, they, they it's all about the Spanish these guys, basically ex Operation Mongoose guys that yeah, they used yeah. to do uh, war, that they used to do dirty tricks for Nixon. But anyway, um, no, that's fucking great. That's, that's my show. That is our that's show. So. My oh, script. Sure. God yes. damn it!
1: I have to HR again. All right. All right. Sorry. Enough of this shit. All right. Whatever. Okay. So now are yeah. you ready for
0: what's what's now? <laughs> no sorry that was me yeah sorry HR. okay Style. um HR. just before every podcast i put CIA into google and hit the news tab and seamus puts fbi into google and hits the news tab and we then pick two or three stories we think might be interesting or funny we have not told each other what these stories are so we are hearing from them for the first time like you seamus would you please share your stories sure i have three uh, i'll kind yeah, of go through cool. them briefly yeah.
1: Okay. I'm telling you, HR is going to HR has getting a, get a lot this week. You know what? Fuck HR. Yeah, That's I said that. Number number
0: six. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first verbal warning. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, former uh, New York City sergeant says FBI scapegoated him in China spy scandal. Uh, okay. I believe this is the uh, spy. Ca- uh, yeah, the issue where they try to basically frame somebody from China uh okay. as being a spy and she wasn't and okay. then they kind of blamed it on this, why would they uh, do that they don't think they have
0: enough real ones you would
1: think all right uh, uh let's see a former kansas city fbi analyst sentenced to prison for hoarding secret documents i like, you, I
0: like that you pronounce that analyst
1: analyst yeah analyst analyst yeah so yeah he pour, he pulled a trump and he had a bunch of
0: paperwork he shouldn't have had oh uh, yeah that's that's uh that's a, 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 an ongoing issue isn't it yep
1: and then, oh shoot, okay I got behind a firewall for this one second uh doc show FBI pressured cops to keep phone surveillance secrets, so that whole uh, fisa and all that other shit that they were
0: you had a thing about that uh two two shows ago,
1: yeah, this is word, more we're now that the now that the police are actually admitting that yeah, like locals that they were but the FBI is
0: supposed to have influence over cops, right That's the mayor's no. office in the city, isn't it? yep mm now, could you, who'd you, who'd you who'd you take orders from when you were a cop
1: my my superiors i would you know if the fbi to told me to do something i'd tell them to fuck off I mean, right they're uh, the federales
0: right yeah yeah so oh that's like i don't I I remember I mean, the well I I mean, they could pull
1: jurisdiction i mean but you know you they have to have show cause so. remember
0: remember the x-files Whenever oh, yeah. Mulder shows up, the local cop's like, oh, don't worry, guys, we're safe. The FBI is here. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, yeah. okay, this tells me a lot about American culture and what it's like to be a right. Uh Okay, uh, I have. Th- I also have three from uh, from my CIA. What is is, yeah. explosive book reveals Putin's plan to assassinate CIA informant. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, the details are, author Calder Walton joins CNN this morning to talk about his book, Spies. <laughs> <laughs> the book reveals Russian President Vladimir Putin, that Putin, unsuccessful yeah. assassination attempt of a CIA informant on US soil. So that sounds like it's interesting. The yep. um, second one is, a former. the headline is, former CIA spy enters race for White House. A former CIA spy and staunch Donald Trump critic has announced he's entering the race to clinch the Republican nomination for the presidency. His name is Will Hurd, and he's a former Texas congressman. Right. Um, the, the third one is... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's just, I get through, don't worry. CIA used the image of Hajj pilgrims to showcase surveillance and AI capabilities. Hajj, you know what Hajj is? Hajj. Hajj is a Muslim thing. If you're a Muslim, oh, oh, okay. you have to do five things to be a Muslim. You have to Shahada, which is just say the words, I'm a Muslim, right, or I, have, I love Muhammad or whatever. And the second thing is you have to fast in Ramadan, and, which I think is called Sawat or something. Then you have to do Salah, which is pray five times a day. And then you have to do Zakat, which is giving 5% of your income to poor people And then you have to do Hajj, which means you have to go to Mecca at least once in your life if you can afford it. Hajj, right? Um, The CIA, the details are, the CIA used a photo of pilgrims attending the Hajj to illustrate the potential capabilities of new surveillance and artificial intelligence technologies digital rights and Muslim civil society organizations said the use of the photo highlighted grave concerns about fast developing tools such as facial recognition software and it was part of a pattern of Islamophobia within intelligence. Yes, it's correct, by the way. Yeah, yeah, enforcement yeah. Agencies. I mean, I don't love Muslims or anything, but they're right about this. Yeah. Law enforcement agencies in which Muslims were portrayed as a threat. That's a real issue. Portraying yeah. Muslims as a threat as default is a real issue. I remember watching a show once called Homeland, which was uh, an American remake of, a, of an Israeli show. And the big fucking reveal at the end the big pop the big uh cliffhanger Spoiler, at the end of the season right was that the american guy um, was saying muslim prayers and the dark music and this was supposed to like scare people when they saw it you know he was going right and when you see him doing this you're supposed to think he's a bad guy like fuck off yeah such a disgusting thing to see you know muslims aren't the bad guys all right sure there's muslim countries that are playing all sorts of weird shit and I'm not a fan of that or anything, but Muslims, if Muslims are in your community, they're not the bad guys, okay? I well, guess people listening to this podcast already know that, but the way the culture is set up, sometimes it can seem like the default is the Muslims are the bad guys. And that's not well, true. We'll,
1: I'm sure we'll do an episode or two. On, but Islamophobia,
0: uh, Orientalism. There's a great yeah. book by Edward Said, right? the Palestinian writer Edward Said, called Orientalism. And he goes into, he goes into uh, detail about how this, basically, we call it Islamophobia now, but it used to be he calls it Orientalism. For yep. centuries, the Middle Eastern swarthy, dark people have been seen as like shifty and dangerous and you can't trust them and blah blah blah, you know. But anyway, that's our show. Uh that was the what's now section of our show. And that might be our whole show, Seamus, unless you have yep. other things. No, I'm just uh, Or I as I recently called it my show. It yes, you remember do you remember that? Right, yeah. I do. <laughs> I got it written down here. I'm sorry okay it's, cause it's, I, it's just because i wrote the script i think i think of the show was like the scripts that i write and the scripts that you write yeah it's all good
1: i was just gonna say uh we'll definitely have to do an episode or two i mean uh just look at Guit- Guit- uh Guitonimo bay you know yeah. how many people were actually guilty of anything down there yeah and a lot of the games that the fbi CAA and such played post and pre-9-11 quite frankly yes. is why you know a lot of people uh it de- mm. didn't help uh it didn't help any of the things that they were claiming that was happening. No, they, they did not get it, any useful uh,
0: intelligence. No, it, it
1: also didn't help any uh, any any hope of ending any kind of uh, hatred of America. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, you yeah, didn't. You kind of like went the other way, bud, with what you just did, but that's yeah. that's a lot of what the, the CIA and a lot of Muslims,
0: kinda... in, a lot of Muslims in North Africa and the Middle East will say yeah. Israel as well. If you ask yeah. like what's going on, you know, they'll just say, "Well, look what Israel's doing to Palestine." You you lecturing me, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Hello. All right. That's our show, that's folks. It, Thank it. you for joining. And we will see, we'll see. you later. Bye guys.